Hi, I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to Meet the Makers. Welcome to episode nine of Meet the Makers. In this episode, we head to Bridgman to check out Tapestry Brewing. We talked to one of the owners, Joe, as well as one of the brewers, Jamie, and we learn all about the brewing process. We try some of the beers, but we also learn how Tapestry Brewing is energy efficient. All right, let's get going. We're hanging out with uh, Joe, one of the owners, and uh, you know we we love hanging out here. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, the fact that we can come in here early in the day and uh, have some beers and hang out with you <laughs> maybe a little too early for yeah. beers, but that's okay. That's a never win, too win, early never, for beer, is that? <laughs> so, uh, Joe, how did this all get started for you? Well, actually, um, you've probably heard this story before, but I'm I'm from the corporate world. Okay, um, <laughs> I worked for Pfizer for 20 years. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I just, uh, I really got into home brewing. Uh, I home brewed for a number of years, had some friends over at one of the big breweries in Kalamazoo. Okay. And uh, just had a lot of fun trading beers with the guys and going to their houses and we'd, you know, we'd make different beers and, and the whole chemistry of it and, and just, just the camaraderie right. is kind of, kind of pulled me in. Um, so when the corporate thing started to get to me a little bit, I, I decided that I'd rather do something that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the booming industry of beer in Michigan, it just seemed like the right fit for me. Right, definitely. And so I, I do want to say though that it, it my wife is the number one, <laughs> of course, person in my life. <laughs> yes, because it, it takes a lot for somebody to say, "Sure, walk away from your career and go, right. go make beer." For yeah, go make beer. Yeah, yeah something that, that. Is, is becoming that was a hobby for years and a thing you did for fun. You want to totally transition and go into full tilt and go right into being a, not only career but also being one of the owners of this place. So it's it's a big step. Really is. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of people thought I was absolutely nuts, and uh, <laughs> but I, I I'm hoping to continue to prove them wrong here, and then in the next 20 years, you know. Now, yeah. uh, Tapestry Brewing has been around for a couple of years now, right? When when did it get started? We have been around. We just celebrated our four year anniversary, wow. so we're going into wow. year five um, back in July. Wow. And so why, you know, with, you know, changing your job and and, and quitting the corporate world and then uh, going uh, full tilt into brewing, why'd you choose Bridgman? You know, there was a a multitude of reasons. Um, I'm actually from the Kalamazoo area. Okay. But I was born here in uh, Stevensville. Okay. Okay. So I lived here for a very short while. I Mm. was probably four when we moved, but... uh, I've kind of grown up in the Kalamazoo area and um, love Bells, love Arcadia, you know, love all those breweries, but really didn't want to be on their doorstep. Yeah. Sure. To (laughs) be honest with you. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, You know, they're big. They are a big presence and they Mm -hmm. do a great job. And I just, I wanted to spread it out a little bit and be in an area that maybe was untapped. Mm -hmm. So we started looking along the lakeshore. Obviously, you know, I have roots in this area, so right. we wanted to come back this way. And with the Chicago influence, it seemed like a, a good idea since it's a big destination for summer. Yeah, just a short drive, uh, you know, from from Chicago, short drive uh, from just about anywhere around southwest Michigan and right off 94. 
being right here in Bridgman, and like you said, being close to the lake, the lake's yeah, it's right, right down there. that way. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is it right down really the road. cool. Yeah, and in addition to um, beer, you've got a great food menu. So talk a little bit about that. You know, we really do. We When we started, I'll be totally honest with you, we, we were going to be the cheese and cracker uh-huh. brewery. Sure. You know, we, we did not want to get into the whole food thing. And then we... We started learning that the whole culinary aspect of yeah. beer and food and everything, it's a big deal. Um, you know, I, I do want to say that, you know, Greenbush did a great job with it. They started getting into smoking meats and, mm-hmm. and they had a good menu. So we, um, you know, knowing them well, we're like, geez, you know, they're really doing it right. We should right. probably start going down that road, too. Um, so we developed a kitchen. Um, we started smoking our meats. We started making kind of, we'll call them gourmet sandwiches. Um, mm, sure. It's not an extravagant kitchen by any means, yeah. but we make really good food here. And, you know, we get a lot of compliments on, online, you know, Facebook and whatnot about our food as, as well as our beer. You know, obviously we want to be known for our beer, but it doesn't hurt to have people com- compliment your food. Yeah. Too. Well, and I love how around here as brewing becomes and brewers become more present, it's like all the the boats all rise together because everyone's kind of looking whatever the people are doing and going oh that's good I should I should do that <laughs> or something Absolutely. like that yeah that's really cool and in addition to the food you guys have a great ambiance here including a cool little beer garden out back which I didn't know was back there <laughs> agree Not, there's still people that don't know what's <laughs> okay. back there um, yeah we wanted to give people to feel the outdoors I mean we're literally a mile from Waco Beach right, right. You know, we're on the same street you could walk yeah. there from here so we wanted to make sure that people had an opportunity to be outside um, you know, we have a paver area out back that's uh, mm. our beer garden. Um, you know, it's really nice out there. Uh, you know, the building shades it a little bit. So, you know, on the summer yeah. days, it's not too too hot. Right. right. Uh, we have music out there. You nice. Got, you got Wi-Fi out there. You know, all the creature comforts. So. Yeah, everything you need for us to spend a day. Outdoors, music, beer. <laughs> Food, beer. And Wi-Fi. Yes. And Wi-Fi. That's, <laughs> it's, uh, that's everything that you need. <laughs> so it's kind of like an office, too, yeah. if you can right. sneak away. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, it sounds like you might have some seating out front as well. Correct. Yeah. We, uh, we've been trying for the last year or so to get an, an outdoor area cafe seating, we call it, out mm-hmm. front. Um, we do have approvals. Uh, we're just building some structures to hold cafe lights so that we can do it right. We're going to put up, uh, the city has us put up a portable fence so that we can move it in the winter. Right. But uh, we'll be working on that next year, hopefully first thing uh, spring. That's nice. a really cool thing. Uh, and Jamie, one of the brewers here at uh, Tapestry, is joining us. And uh, you are uh, one of the guys, and you actually uh, can only join us for a little bit of time because, well, you got to get back to doing the whole brewing thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. how's that going for you? Is that is that something that uh, you just kind of fell into, or you just you love doing? Uh, yeah, I kind of had no idea what I wanted to do. And a uh, guy by the name of David Sawyer, who was a head brewer at the livery, kind of took me under his wing and made me realize uh, this is really one of the more interesting interesting things uh that you can do for a living really really took took to it really well yeah and that you know we've been talking about how uh you know brewing is isn't just something you can just start doing you have to know the science of how all that stuff works you have to learn how to clean first yeah <laughs> that's probably the number one thing huh yeah yeah that's that's what i did for like three yeah. months was i learned how to clean and then i got to learn about the science yeah, yeah a clean brewing facility is is a must everything's got to be sterile and uh certain temperatures so you're 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 testing stuff all the time uh and like you said you've got a few minutes before you have to go back because uh something's boiling and so yeah, you gotta get, get back building to, to a boil building to a boil <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty time sensitive 
positive. Um, cool things uh, that you guys do. When uh, we took a tour of everything back there, um, very clean. So no, you, thank you. you <laughs> definitely get a, a thumbs up for that. Um, but uh, something really cool that uh, is going on is that uh, you guys can your own beer here. Yep. Yep. And so how does that all work? I well, uh, after the entire process of brewing and fermentation, uh, the beer goes into what's referred to as a bright tank. Uh-huh. I think it got its name because it brightens the flavor over 24 hours of rest. And in okay. that in that vessel is uh, where we carbonate the beer. Mm-hmm. And then essentially from there, once it's ready, we just uh, with CO2 pressure force the liquid through a hose that leads right to our canning machine. And then from there. Uh, it just goes into the cans. I so mean, canned and yeah. then labeled and all. all uh, we get our cans in uh, pre-labeled, pre-labeled and everything. So I mean, we actually are literally hand-loading them onto our conveyor belt. <laughs> We're there then getting a date coat on the bottom, getting sanitized, purged with CO2, filled with beer, and then uh, cap gets steamed on, and we pack tech them up. That is great because that's like the freshest of fresh beer that you can get, really, because it's going right into there and then going right to everybody uh, yeah. in the stores, and uh, it's distributed all all around uh, around the area. So that's pretty yeah, cool. For a long time, it was a uh, a big thing in the industry where people would only drink out of bottles, and right. some of the technology has kind of caught up, and people are starting to realize that can really is where it's at. I, I love mean, beer out of a can. A lot fresher. Yeah. Got me back on two hearted. Nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, that that is a lot of fun. Yeah, I have seen that where it has uh, it has kind of transitioned, Mm -hmm. where you you see uh, you know not only where you have mobile canning, but also uh, in house canning, but also even the the crowler thing has Mm -hmm. been uh, a big thing in a lot of breweries. And and with those, you're getting a fresher seal usually for your product. That's why a lot of people switch to the crowler, and why people are switching to cans. I mean. You want your product to taste the best, uh, no matter when they open it. Hopefully, fresher the better, and you know, so we do what we can to keep it fresh. How wide is your distribution right now? Uh, we cans? do the whole state of Michigan, wow, okay. uh, including the UP, and wow. we're just doing little smatterings in Indiana, hoping to get a little bit bigger down there. We're working on it right now. Very cool. And that's what's also cool is that you guys are playing around with uh, some other things as well uh, by not just you know brewing the traditional way, but also uh, throwing stuff in barrels to to have some fun and see what happens with there too yeah uh, a lot of bourbon and whiskey has been happening for a while um so we started getting some gin barrels uh and uh, probably our most popular barrel age product that we do our mr orange which is a flagship it's a belgian wheat mm-hmm. with uh, chamomile rose hips and some blood orange juice uh we put that into gin barrels and we add uh, some lime juice and it ends up tasting closer to like what you get at a, for a cocktail distillery oh, than oh, it does okay. for beer, which has been really, really interesting and has done very well for us. We really like it. That's a really cool thing. Uh, we'll let, we'll let you get back to awesome. you know, doing doing the all whole, that science yeah. and cleaning yeah. thing because I don't want I don't want anything to boil over because I don't want to be the the guy that made that happen. Right. Where, I said uh, ten minutes. I really needed fifty. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much. We've got some beers in front of us. Yeah. Obviously, we want to talk about uh, some of the great beers that you have uh, here at Tapestry, and uh, you've got uh, how many tap handles here? We had uh, 20 when we wow. started. We've backed it to 19 because there are people that really wanted a draft root beer. Okay. Right. We don't drink beer. So yeah. we said, you know what? We'll find a Michigan supplier of, of right. draft root beer. Oh, oh fun. Man. Sign me up for that, too. I love I love a good draft root beer as well if I'm not having a regular <laughs> beer. Right. Um, but like you were saying about the food, the, the culinary aspect uh, of, of beer and food and all that stuff, really, it, it 
it pairs well because a lot of those spices and things that you're putting in beer or putting in the food is also in beer in the as beer well. yeah that's very true um one of our flagships mr orange is it's a belgian wit beer um has go ahead and try that and rose hips in it <laughs> rose so, hips yeah very uh very unique uh, i'm not a doctor but wow. rose hips are good for your heart it should almost be Dr. Orange. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. No, that's that's a really good, uh, good, easy drinking mm-hmm. beer. And that's, that's one of the main ones that I've seen uh, all around the area when I go uh, to the grocery store, liquor store, and pick up a can of your guys' beer. Uh, Mr. Orange is one of those first ones that I see because, one, I see the big orange can. Um, but, yeah, I have it, and it's, it's a great, like, good summertime, kind of just chilling. A mile down from the beach, uh, absolutely a perfect uh, pairing for sure. Joe, tell us about this uh, this one beer that you got in front of us, uh, Ju- Juice in the Wheel. What's that all about? So Juice in the Wheel this year, uh, prior to the Ypsilanti Beer Fest, which is mm. Summer Beer Fest, yeah. it's probably one of the biggest in Michigan. Um, there's a, a, a women's brewing organization called Fermenta. We've worked pretty closely with them the last three years on uh, doing a collaborative beer. Okay. And we usually feature it uh, special at that yeah. event. So we did that again this year, had had some gals come out and brew with us and um, had a really good time. And uh, so we featured that beer at uh, Summer Beer Fest and it was a, it was a big hit. It's, uh, it's a Drippa, which mm. is a double rice IPA. Oh, okay. Featuring uh, El Dorado. Uh, mosaic and amarillo okay so it's it's a really good beer it's it's, it's a little higher avb it's a nine percenter but it's one uh, of the sneaky ones it doesn't taste super high <laughs> alcohol but <laughs> it'll exactly. just kind of get you yeah exactly <laughs> much much like a lot of women they're, uh, they're beautiful hey. they pack a punch knock it off <laughs> but seriously i love that i love that, that there's a group like that because you don't see a lot of women in brewing at That's least true. around here but women love beer <laughs> you know they love to drink it and i'm sure they also love to brew it it's absolutely just, yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of talented women in our industry Street, yeah. brewing um i know three floyds has has a, a female brewer that does a lot of brewing over there mm. and so there's there's a lot of them more and more in, in the industry and and we invite that yeah, definitely for it. sure uh and you mentioned events um you you walked us by uh the barrels that you have back there and you guys are kind of playing around with uh some barrels that you you said you get from new holland uh, and collaborate with those guys a little bit, but also uh, you guys do something kind of cool somewhere around fall where you you just kind of have the beers from the barrels, right? We do. Um, sometimes it's it, you know the the date moves a little bit because we always test our barrels and we sure. try to try to get them where we want them before right. we release them. Um, but I did want to say a, a lot of good things about New Holland. Uh, they've been really good to us about providing a, a number of different mm-hmm. style barrels. Um, as Jamie mentioned, the uh, gin barrel aged Mr. Orange mm. has become a yeah. huge hit for us. Um, and it's kind of rare. Now, a lot of people are doing beers mm-hmm. and gin. So that's been kind of fun for us. We also do rum. We do bourbon. We've done beer barrel bourbon. Uh, we've done rye whiskey. So we mix it up a little bit, and it's just a lot of fun to have that event once a year for right. our mug members and otherwise. All of our fans come down, and we just pack the place for barrel-aged beers. Oh, nice. man, that's so much fun. Yeah, it, and it's cool, like you were, you were saying when you were on the tour, is that uh, you said, you know, you got to change it up every once in a while because people come in and they have the, the, the beers that you've had for, for so many uh, years or, uh, or had for a while, and they're, you know, they want to try something different or see what happens, and you're able to take a beer that's a mainstay like uh mr orange and throw it in a barrel and see what happens yeah love Absolutely. it really cool 
And, and you're you're very correct. You know, you, you'll hear, especially in Michigan, because we're so competitive. It's right. you know they call it rotation nation. Yeah. <laughs> um, people don't want the same thing. They don't. I well. mean, they'll always fall back on your mainstays right. yeah. because that's what you're known for. And exactly. then, you know, yeah. when they go to a cooler, they can't find their favorite. They say, "Well, I'm going to get this." Yeah. Exactly. It's safe, and I I love it. But they get excited about it. I mean, that's what's yeah. created this culture in Michigan. Yeah. And I think it's important to stay creative and, and constantly be looking for something new or exciting for people. So tell um, us what the IPA drinkers here love, or lovers drink. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we're, we're becoming pretty known for our IPAs. Okay. That is probably our heart and soul of our brewery. Um, myself, as well as our brewers are, you know, we like our hops. Yeah. Right? We, we're hop heads. Um, we do make a lot of other varieties, but um, that's probably our core. And I would say, uh, you know, our top two, uh, well, I'll say our top three. Uh, Reactor is probably oh, number yeah. one. I know that one. That Love is Reactor. our mainstay American IPA, kind of in your face, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, West Coast style, if you've ever, you know, gotten yeah. into some of those IPAs. And I say that because of the hops we use. It's Centennial Cascade and Chinook, which are your classic IPA hops. Um, from there, uh, Enigma is probably our second um, and these are both year round. Yeah. Okay. Enigma is a double IPA. It's big. It's nine and a half percent. So it's it's not for the weak. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it has uh, brown sugar in it um, as well as Simcoe hops. And so wow. it's a very balanced beer. Uh, you probably wouldn't know that it was that high AVB. And then lastly, uh, probably our highest ranking IPA, which we only make once a year, is uh, Heartful of Napalm. That one cracked me up. Oh. <laughs> Heartful of Napalm. Heart- Here it is. Full of napalm. <laughs> yep, that is a big beer. That's Ooh. a ten percenter. Mm-hmm. Um, has oh. galaxy hops, so you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a lot of passion fruit, pineapple oh, yeah. up from. Yeah. Um, that's it's really interesting. A big, big beer for us. Tell yeah. me about a mother one. It's a, I'm an amber lover, um, and this is a hybrid amber. What it is, is. The, I tasted something in there, and I couldn't figure out what it was. We, we, we play with yeast strains. Okay. Um, I know, Kyle, we wanted to go after an amber because we really weren't making mm-hmm. one, and we had a lot of people. A lot of people drink with their eyes. So yeah. They yeah. Say, what do you have that's red? What do you have that's <laughs> right. light? Right. Exactly. Know? And they usually mean color. Right. right. Which, is, which is, you know, odd in our industry because we don't comprehend that way. Right. But... Uh, you know, I think because there's still people crossing over from domestics, they they say, I just want something light. They sure. need an easy Color. coming. Yeah, they so, need an entry point. Exactly. So with that said, um, the amber, we needed something. And so Kyle developed this beer. And it's kind of a hybrid amber. It has some roasted notes at the end. And okay. it's become crazy popular for us. It almost has like a like a porter finish or something. There's something about the way it finishes is like sweeter or something. It's definitely... Yeah. It's, you know, we wanted to make it a little bit sweet up front because that, that seems to be what people are. Yeah, but it's very light. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and that Good is stuff. one, like you said about the color, is that is so true when you are transitioning somebody from, uh, I always say anybody that drinks like a, a classic Pilsner uh, by a lot of the big companies, transitioning them into something like craft beer is you almost have to start from light to dark. Mm. You have to say, oh, you like light beer. Okay, well, here's a few that you can try just based off of color. Yeah. Um, not even just flavor, but uh, that is, a, and a lot of times when people see a dark beer. They're afraid of it. They're afraid of yeah. it. Yeah. Whether it's a porter or a stout, they're definitely afraid of it. Yeah. Correct. You mentioned you're a head brewer and we missed him by one day. His, his wife had a baby. <laughs> it sounds that like. That is true. That Oops. Is, yeah. So we're a day late, but um, you shared something really interesting about his background as a scientist. Or yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Kyle is actually, he's a PhD 
and uh, you know his background is chemistry so he uh, really loves beer uh, when we first talked to him you know it was clear that he was very passionate about brewing mm-hmm. passionate about what he wanted to do with his background um, you know I think there's a lot of people that are probably educated to his level that maybe aren't in brewing. Right. right. I am very uh, happy that he chose to, to come with us. He's done a fantastic job. He's developed a lab for us. Um, we have a lot better quality control now that we're doing our canning. Mm, yeah. You know, that's pivotal. So he's just done a great job. And, uh, yeah, I want to say congratulations to him and his wife oh, on that's their new great. baby. And you said he yeah. went to both Michigan and Michigan State, which means that he um, he can cross both lines and everyone likes him. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or is he constantly or arguing he with himself in the back? Exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say this. We we have some people on both sides of yeah. that. So I, yeah. I, I'll, uh, You're just staying neutral? I know I'm a, I'm a green guy. Yeah. And, you know, Kyle usually claims that he cheers for green and white. So yeah. I'll yeah. throw that out there. Okay. That's cool. Another thing that that was really interesting when we were talking is you were um, showing us some of the ways that you're energy efficient and I know where we are in Michigan the lake is super important to us and preserving it is really important so can you talk a little bit about some of those initiatives and some of the things that you're doing that just help save energy absolutely yeah one of the things being on the lake shore we we wanted to make sure when we designed the brewery that we were conscious of you know conserving energy and um, you know being good to the lake you know, right we have, we have the greatest lakes in the world so we wanted to protect that so uh, our brewery in the tap house as well as the production facility we use all LED lighting uh, mm-hmm. to save energy we also have a giant loop system of our glycol we use it for super chilling our water for okay. our heat exchanger we also run two fan uh, units in our cooler as well as chilling our fermenters so it's a giant loop system that does everything in our brewery um some people have roof units and whatnot mm-hmm. for their mm-hmm. cooler so we wanted to incorporate everything that's really cool that's and really like cool. you even said even just about the water how you yeah. you like you reuse the water uh when it's tell us about that how that's because that's not normal you mm. said other breweries sometimes will just, just kind of dump that down the drain but you're reusing it in a way correct there there are a lot of practices where people use um water in their heat exchanger to chill their work okay through that a lot of them won't recover that it'll go straight to drain in our system we have a closed loop where because the heat exchanger is all stainless there's nothing touching any Mm -hmm. other product we recover that water we super chill it use it to cool and then we recover it to our hot liquor tank uh, to use for brewing Wow. wow that's really cool Really and cool. so you're saving a ton of energy. And that, that's also really cool because not only you're down by the lake, but you're also down by another uh, energy place with the Cook Nuclear Plant being just down <laughs> yeah. down the road away. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that come in here from there and really appreciate the fact that you're, you're saving energy and, and doing all that stuff. They do. I, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because Cook Nuclear Plant there employs a lot of people in this right. area. Yeah. They also do outages and whatnot where right. they'll bring in as many as, you know, pushing 3,000 people wow. sure help yeah. work there uh, we get a lot of those people in mm-hmm. here for dinner mm-hmm. uh, they love to come here to have a few beers you know at the end of the day and yeah. kind of unwind because they're working long hours so yeah. we've um, we have a lot of uh, mug members from cook nuclear okay. and, and it's been a lot of fun you know hence our reactor name right we actually have a black yeah. ipa called outage oh, so oh, we kind of you know we play off it no that's a great way and that's what i'm i love about any brewery about uh how there is just this full list of all the different uh names for 
for the the beers. At Johnny a lot wants of them. to get a job as a beer namer. Yeah, that's I, his I, dream job. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a beer that you're working on, you want to name it after a, Johnny or have name, him name it. Yeah. Either uh, name it after me or just just let me know and I can totally come up with something. Because uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at it, but I'm trying to break into. You that. want to become an expert at it, right? I want to yeah. become an expert because there's so many breweries that are popping up all around, not only Michigan but all over the U.S. Is that beer naming is a thing that is is difficult to do it is we we typically everybody asks me that oh, who who names these beers right. you know and we we jump around you know i've named some kyle names them jamie you know nick's named some yeah. we we like to to be honest with you at, at the end of a long day you know on a friday or something we might sit around the forklift and and have a beer and just start right. shooting and out start names, shooting out names. You know? that's and fun it, and it's fun. johnny wants in on that yeah, yeah it's creative <laughs> let me know when <laughs> the time and when i can show up yeah. and uh and just do and you'll that. be there i'm, I'm in <laughs> um where did the name uh tapestry come from where, where did that all come from for you guys tapestry actually greg corson and myself um were the two owners we we did a lot of this work in my yeah. basement for a very long time yeah. prior to and we just started throwing around names and i knew we were going to have a lot of taps since we have 20 taps that's where the tap part comes right. from and then brewing being chemistry we just kind of blended the two together. Wow. And we thought... Well, that actually makes that so much cool. sense. Yeah. And that, and that totally makes sense with the tapestry of different beers exactly. and yeah, things. Yeah, love and it. Food and, uh, you yeah. know, lake and... We do a lot of local art. Yeah. I noticed that when we're walking... For a lot of local artists. So that was another thing, you know, the whole creativity and tapestry mm -hmm. of, of artwork, you know, that was part of it as well. Yeah, I, cool. I love it. You're definitely uh, bringing the whole entire community together and it, it's just a really cool thing. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, this has been a really cool experience. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe, for letting Thanks, us Joe. hang out. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be waiting for your email about when that meeting <laughs> for naming of Send the beer will happen. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be back many, many times. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Meet the Makers. We would love for you to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember, it's all brought to you by the Makers Trail. Plan your route at makerstrail.org.